What's up? Welcome to the Existential Stoic Podcast. If you ever struggle in life, if you ever feel just tired, worn out, it's just too gosh darn hard. Well, you're like, today we're going to talk about when life is challenging. I'm Danny from my buddy Randy. What's up, Randy? Yo, Danny, what's going on? No, does life ever feel challenging? <laughs> Dude, today was a rough day. I'll, today was a rough day for me. And then you were saying you had a challenging week. Sometimes it's just, yeah. you know, as as good as you get in life. Like, I mean, if you listen to any of our episodes, you knew we have all the answers. Oh. And, st- <laughs> and still, <laughs> and still, life is a challenge. Like, there were moments today where I just didn't think I was going to get through the day. I was just like, this is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a rough couple of weeks for various reasons, and like you know, it's funny too. It's like I, I I know I have all the answers, but they're just always out of my grasp when I need them. Sometimes it feels like you know, like they're just like yeah, over there. <laughs> like I think a lot of it too is you have to consciously like you have to be like I, I've been getting better at this, but you have to really catch yourself. You have to be like consciously aware and self aware, and that I think is the hardest thing because like I think our for most, many of us are, especially, I guess, I don't know, especially in like the West, I guess, the default is to not be self-aware. It's actually to like reject self-awareness so that, you know, your default is to run from things, distract yourself, seek out comfort, pleasure, whatever. Blame and, it on other people. Yeah, blame those other people and circumstances, <laughs> damn it. Not yourself. And it's hard, you know, it is hard. And I think the more you like do focus on catching yourself, it does make it easier to resolve issues, but it's just, it's difficult. It takes a lot of time and effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, <clears throat> I mean, it definitely does seem like it would be a lot easier to just blame it on external circumstances. No, hell yeah, dude, it's way easier. Well, you know, it's also uh-huh. like, you know, Nietzsche said, he's like, it's way easier to live as a, what he called a bound spirit, right? To just conform, blame everything, everybody else, <laughs> adopt, a, but you know, you lose <laughs> yourself. That's the gamble, right? And you're probably going to mm-hmm. like, you're gonna have moments where you come to and you're like i don't want to live like this it sucks and then you're being really depressed and stuff but there i remember we were talking once about how the beginner blames others the intermediate blames himself and then the master blames neither others nor himself yeah which seems accurate and correct right Mm -hmm. i know he's fault (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so like today, I just had a really frustrating day because it's just it's just like uh, I got to this point where I okay I've got to the, I've gotten to this point many times recently where it's just like there's not enough time in the day, there's not enough time in my life to do everything that I want to do. I feel like I should be achieving stuff faster. Like how come I can't download stuff like in the Matrix? And you know, dude, oh my god, right. I used to, I used to always imagine I was younger if I had a superpower, just being able to touch like a book or something because computers are next time, touch a book and get all the information right instantly. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. wow, that'd be so neat. Or download like the Matrix is a good example. So like being able to download would be so awesome because you cut out all the BS of having mm-hmm. to learn it. Yeah, yeah. It's fast. And it's like I, I literally like I, I get on my own case. I've literally crafted pretty much the ideal life that I would want for myself. And just because I can't have more of it faster, I'm like a fucking crack addict. Like, it's <laughs> giving me more faster now. I need it, and it's it's just like, uh, and so I I just cause myself to have a terrible day because I can't do it all at once. And then here's here's the fun part of it. And so like, I was stressed as can be, and like, 
some days during the week are pretty busy for me. So I had a whole bunch of stuff that I was trying to do and I was hurrying to get to the gym. So I go swimming so I could. And so like one of the things I like to do when I'm swimming is just sprint as fast as I can because it wears me out and it like helps get out of a lot of like anger or energy or whatever it is. And so I did that and I was feeling better. And then I came back to my apartment and they're doing construction on the apartment and it's like so freaking loud. And I just like I lost it and I was literally like yelling at this and then I caught myself and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, you know, it's funny though, because I've had it happen uh you know, numerous times where it's like um it's like a twig snaps and that's it. That's like that's you just lose your shit, right? And it's funny because like, you know, it's funny because we try to be so calm and in control all the time, and it's like I think and I notice it happens most when I'm pushing myself to the limit because you just don't have any more energy and that's really what it is like normally under normal circumstances you'd be like oh, okay they're doing construction whatever i can go out there's lots of things i can do to change this that you know whatever but it's like when you when you lose that energy you don't have it. it's like everything just falls apart you start yelling i've had it happen to me so many times dude it's always when i'm tired it's always when i'm overworked and it's hilarious because it's like ridiculous <laughs> and uh, yeah and i called myself like as i started to yell and i'm like I see myself in that moment. I'm like, am I the dude who's yelling at people for doing construction? Like during the daytime, during hours when you typically do. Yeah. If it was three in the the... morning, it'd be one thing. Yeah. Then you could give a right to yell. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was just like, at that point, I, because I'm also, I'm reading this book on self-compassion. And so it's actually quite a helpful book. So like this it talks about self-esteem and how that was a totally failed experiment. Like not only did it do the things that we thought it was going to do, but it actually created a whole society of narcissists. Makes sense though. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. but like self-compassion on the other hand is pretty interesting because you basically just like, you bring some mindfulness to the moment. So like you recognize whatever's going on, like this is a moment of suffering. And then you recognize that this is something that, happens for everybody so like in life there's suffering everybody suffers sometimes and then you just have a little bit of compassion for yourself and you're like maybe i can just be a little bit more compassionate with myself at this moment and so like after i lost it so like after i'm off the deep end literally yelling at my ceiling and uh i just was like okay i'm i'm suffering today (laughs) i'm stressed (laughs) yeah in the world a lot of people suffer What's the most compassionate thing I can do for myself? And literally, like, once I asked that, I was like, what's the most compassionate thing I can do for myself today? I was like, I could just slow down. Like, that, I had had been rushing. Rushing and rushing all over the place. Rushing, trying to get all the stuff done that I needed done. And, like, the most compassionate thing is I could just slow down. And I slowed down, and I just picked up a book, and I started reading. And I was like, ah, that feels better. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I did the same thing. I picked up a book the other day, too, because I was struggling. You know, I've been trying to kind of, like, I guess, like a low grade depression <laughs> the last like, couple of weeks, which has been annoying. But I do notice like I, I notice like I feel best in the morning because I'm awake, you know, but it's like the day the more tired I get, the worse it gets. And it's funny because I called myself the other day. I was sitting upstairs and I was just like, oh, my God, like so getting so down on myself. And then I was like, OK, obviously, I just don't feel good. You know, I just need to do something else. So I was like, I'll just get a book and relax for a little bit. So I just got a book and I relaxed for a little bit. That helped. And like, 
but it is it's like it requires this like constant attentiveness to what's going on because it's so much easier to lose it and let yourself get lost than it is to like rein things in you know they still always talk about like what's in the realm of our control and i think it is easy it's like so many philosophers talk about this too because like it's easy to let our emotions just go it, it in a way it feels cathartic i don't think it's helpful though but it does feel that way and like a lot of times i think the problem is like we think just expressing them is healthy but it's not always a healthy expression like you t- yelling at your ceiling yelling at yourself that's not healthy you know expression of it right you're not dealing with it in a good way and so it's like realizing that is like necessary in order to move forward with it, right yeah yeah and i mean especially having compassion with yourself if if you do have depression because that's like that's something that unless you've actually experienced depression you have no idea what it's like yeah it's It's just like this feeling it's this (laughs) feeling that has never existed for you and it's crazy because you're like how could they possibly just just get up and go do something and it's like they're experiencing something that has never existed in your entire psyche and it's just like Okay, a little bit of compassion. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's really weird, too, because I catch myself because it's like it's really weird how it works because it makes it very hard to do things like it makes it hard for me to concentrate. And it's like it's strange because like harder you think it's like I shouldn't feel this way, but it's like you do. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, but yeah, I think it's been I think like I noticed like having routines has been helpful. That's always I've noticed that's like. You know, when I compare it to past experiences, same thing. Like, it's been way more helpful having that. Those do seem to help. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you're facing challenges, that's good, is to have some sort of routines you can fall back on because they give you that control. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's just, it's also, it's like having that awareness, though, is so hard. I feel like I'm getting better at it, but it's like something that you just got to keep working at. Yeah. There's the other bitch of it, too. It's like, you think, you face all these challenges again and again, over and over, and you think they'll get easier, and they do sort of be like in my head. I keep thinking eventually I won't face these, mm, but that's, that's wrong. The, that's, yeah, that's a wrong fallacy. view. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, I'll be more skillful at facing these. That's... Yeah, that's that's what it is, right? It's not like I'll never be over it. Just one day I won't face it. I mean, I won't. Mm. I'll be better at facing it. Rather, yeah. See, I still think that way. It's impossible to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a dude who's uh, having problems in his marriage, and he was he was talking to me about it, and I was like, number one, I'm a terrible person to talk to about this because I have zero real world experience, and he's like, yeah, I was talking to my other friend who's married, and he just pissed me off, so I needed someone else to talk to. He was like, he said, to, he's like, he said to me, you believe this? He's like, you can either have problems and be married. Or you can have problems and not be married. It's up to you. And it's just like. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, he makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, yeah, it just does. Because you're going to have problems no matter what. And the crazy thing is, like, the solutions to our problems just end up being problems later on down the line. So, yeah, we know it's, it's, we... You, you get to choose whether you want a partner or not <laughs> while you have these problems. Well, I think too, like, you know, like you're saying too, like self-compassion, I think it's really necessary though too, to even be able to deal with another person. Because if you're not compassionate with yourself, you're not going to be with them. And you're not also going to have like that ability to like rise above your moment too and, and see the situation from a different perspective. Because that's helped me a lot. Like I noticed like, like, uh, you know, like even saying sorry to your partner when you're not feeling like, like I apologize to my friend the other day because I wasn't, you know, I knew I was, but I, I said that to her and she knew, I and mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't a big surprise. This happens to me. So it's not like, she, it's not like, you know, 
unheard of. Not that I did anything bad, but it's like, I know I'm not fun to be around. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like a wet blanket, I guess. So, yeah. like, you know, but like, you know, so I apologize, but I think that's good because it like, it helps you see it from an outsider's perspective too, rather than mm-hmm. being so, because I tend to be so internally focused that I have a hard time seeing anything beyond myself a lot of times. Yeah, you're totally alone on that one. Everybody else is a totally awesome perspective in life. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy because you know our mind just some sometimes it's like our design doesn't seem to be great. Other sometimes it's pretty de- yeah. Other times like, pretty decent design. I would say like seventy percent of the time it seems pretty faulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, but wouldn't you, that be evolution? I mean, it's evolution, right? It's like a shot in the dark and it's a random building over time. So maybe that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, according to ancient apocalypse, it, you know, we're all, we're all descended from these giant people or something. From <laughs> Good, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, pretty, yeah it's, been, it's been fun to watch. I just put it on in the background while I've been painting. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was the actual topic that we were talking about today? Dealing with life's challenge when life is challenging, oh, I think. I don't know. Right. Which yeah. we've been talking about challenges a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the fallacy that we think that eventually we're going to get to this spot where there's not going to be challenges. It's going to be happily ever after. And that's like the biggest kick in the nuts ever because as soon as you believe that, you're like in for some massive pain in life. Well, I think this is like this is like our number one problem though is that we think there's a spot in the future or at some place where we won't have any of these pains, these sufferings, everything will be great. It's that lie of happiness we all tell ourselves or that lie of the good life we all tell ourselves. And it's unrealistic as hell because there's always going to be problems. There's always going to be suffering. There's always stuff. So like, given that, how do you define a good life? And I think most of us have this flawed conception. And the more I think about it, the more I realize it is totally flawed. Maybe even happiness isn't even the right way to look at it. You know, like mm-hmm. Aristotle, like the Greeks call it eudaimonia, a flourishing life. Maybe that's better, right? Maybe it's like flourishing, like doing well, you know, succeeding. You know, you're still struggling, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. What are we looking for? Not the flourish. That was actually, I think that could have been the cause of like my miserable day today. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know how we were talking about in the in the quick episode, how writing it down and like write down your cares and you'll be free. So I've been writing down like some stuff that's just been bothering me because eventually you work through it by doing that. And so one of the most, uh, not impactful, but like one of the most definitive moments in my life was in second grade. I came in second place in the spelling bee and it just like loser. I know exactly. (laughs) Yes. And so it's like messed me up for, you know, however many years. I'm sorry. 30, 30 that, plus though. years. I, I, yeah. I, I, but no, that's that's how I've been beating myself up. First loser for this. Hero. And and plus, I feel like I feel like life ripped me off. Like I got I got cheated because my word was magical. No, excuse me. My word was flourish. Like you just said. And his uh, word was magical. Magical is a piece of cake. There's no freaking hidden. No hidden. Anything. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing with it. But flourish when you're in second grade that's rough you yeah. don't dude you don't have hidden freaking ou and so anyways or you uh, i, don't, I feel for you i never would have won a spelling contest that was crappy spelling <laughs> dude and so like i was writing about that this morning 
and it, it must have brought up some emotion. <laughs> and clearly, and clearly the whole day, I was just kicking someone else's dog until eventually I'm screaming at the ceiling. <laughs> Meanwhile, I could have saved myself. <laughs> I could have saved myself and a lot of other people oh, some difficulty if I just would have, uh, you know, like had a bit. What of did you win if you won the spelling bee? Probably a trophy and a year and lifetime's worth of bragging rights. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. I should go find. I should go hunt down that kid and see if he even remembers He's that. Still, still, can he spell flourish? I know, right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be funny if that was like, if he became very, very successful and it was all because he knew. But more likely, he's probably just like, a, I don't know, everybody else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Has other yeah. problems. Yeah. We all have problems. Yeah, this is the problem, right? Problems are problems. And we all have problems. And even these people that people idolize that they think have no problems, all these famous people, these wealthy, they all have problems. A lot mm-hmm. of them are miserable too. It's like, you know, and we talked about this before, but like the only ones that seem to have it is like the people that are like secluded in mountains, the monks and stuff. The only ones that seem to know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. that, I'm not sure. Hey, it's tough. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah, from what I've heard from monks, they still deal with all this stuff. They're just better at dealing with it. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I think we spend our whole lives not dealing with it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm literally being taught not to deal with it, to keep pushing beyond it, to keep looking for something else, to keep, you know, not ever dealing with problems, but just going on the next thing. Not, you know, not dealing with failures, not dealing with grief, not dealing with anything, and just distracting ourselves, looking at our phones, you know, not talking about things. Not voicing what's bothering us. And it's like that's or staying in our heads, you know? Yeah, I heard from some dude who went and did like a, a I don't know, one of these long 10 day or two week retreats at an actual monastery with a bunch of monks who had been there for a long time. And he oh, had he was talking about, Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and and he was talking about uh how he had a one on one with the senior monk there. And he was expecting like the the monk to like drop this knowledge bomb on him and just be like, yeah. oh, now and, you're late. And, yeah. And he was like, he he basically asked the monk something along the lines of like, how come I have all these problems that are racking my brain all the time and you're so peaceful? And the monk, and the monk's like, I have that stuff all day too. I just sit with it. Yeah. And like that's it. Yeah. That, yeah. You just. Yeah, you just sit with it's it. It's the truth, though, right? You just let it go, too. And you don't attach to it. And, like, we make these things so much worse than they are. And we know mm-hmm. we do. We all know we do it, I think. I think most people know they do it. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think that's the thing. Like, if you're self-aware enough, you can catch yourself and you don't slide down that dangerous path of losing losing yourself to all these things and letting that dictate everything, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I do actually think there is something to this writing. So... It was, I forget the name of the book, whatever. But well, right now, oh, yeah, totally. That makes, yeah, makes so like sense. writing down your problems, writing through your problems. So basically, the study that was talked about in this book by some guy's name that begins with the letter P, and we're getting closer. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> really getting there. So basically, he had a whole bunch of guys who had been laid off, and half of them he had write about uh, their problems, and the other half he had just write about anything. And the ones who wrote about their problems, when he went back, I think like uh, six months or a year or some later, they were three times more likely to be employed. Hmm. 
just by writing they were they were laid off from like their long careers and they were more likely to get their job to get another job about, just from writing about their problems think about it logically though right i mean i've done that practice too of writing down my problems or writing out things that are behind me it's like one it puts it in the world it gets it off your out of your head two it forces you to start thinking about it as something you're responsible for and therefore have power to change it also gets you thinking about well then what can i do because it makes it not just this thing that's like nagging you it makes it now some of uh, uh, obstacle to overcome, right? Like, okay, instead of saying like, oh, I'm employed, why? Well, because they fired me, this happened, you know, and blaming everybody, you say, okay, so I need that. This is just something I got to overcome, right? It's just another thing I got to like solve. And that's what it becomes. It becomes a problem to solve rather than a thing that's blocking you from doing anything else. And I think that's, that's such a big part of it. It's like, we have to get those things out there and we have to voice them. Because <laughs> like, otherwise it's just, yeah, eats us up mm-hmm. inside, you know? Yeah. And plus, like, you get it out there, and like Mr. Rogers used to say, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Well, that's a good so, one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like dealing with our emotions. Like, I'm I'm just barely learning how to handle my emotions. A 40-year-old just barely learn. But, I mean, it's it's earlier than a lot of people end up hey, learning about at it. at least you're trying to learn. Uh, yeah. yeah. I feel like I... <laughs> Dude, and these emotions... I feel like I sort of... Like... I can almost distinguish what they mean now sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just trying. I mean, just going through the day and trying to nail down what emotion I'm feeling is a challenge. Yeah, and because yeah. it's like it's like basically before I started learning a bit more, I was like either angry, horny, or tired. I'm like those are my three emotions. I usually I, I like, usually feel bad or good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like actually like. Being able to be like, okay, maybe there's more. Maybe there's something behind that. <laughs> yeah. But that's the self-awareness, too. I think you have to be aware of it. Writing it down is a great way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Life is challenging. And, and the cool thing is, that's like something that relates you with everybody on the face of this planet. It is. It's challenging for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's... The cool thing is, I read this and it stuck with me so much, is that there's no hierarchy of suffering. So, like, for a long, long time, I've suffered and I would beat myself up over losing the spelling and being in second grade. We'll just say, for instance. For instance. Weird example, but hey. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I was like, I was like, this doesn't qualify as suffering because there are people who are starving and there are people who are in wars and people who have been terrorized and victimized and all these different things. I was like, it doesn't qualify. And it's like, well, in my experience of life, this has caused me quite a bit of suffering. So I might as well start dealing with it. But it doesn't matter, you know, in some sense, the source, it it doesn't matter the source though, because the thing is that the reality is the same for everyone, right? We all do. Because I think that's one of our other big things is thinking that what we're experiencing is so unique. No one else has ever experienced in the world when that's totally flawed. Everybody else is probably going through something similar or has gone through something similar in their lives or at least relatable. Maybe not the exact same thing, but relatable, you know, like something you mm-hmm. can understand because we all understand suffering. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like I might not have ever entered a spelling bee, but I can think of times where, you know, I lost something I felt like I shouldn't have lost or whatever, you know, and it's hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The challenges <sighs> in life. <clears throat> oh, here's another a... thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is like just sitting with it, not trying to fix it. Yeah. So like 
I mean, just because today the recency bias, I can't remember any other challenges I've had other than today because today was like a pretty stressful day. Actually, I remember some other ones now. But anyways, today there was a part where I was just like asking the universe to help me. And I just kind of put it in the universe's hands because I was like, this is this is your mess yeah. to clean up. <laughs> I was like, you You're causing this. all of this. Yeah. Yeah, but no. it's, it's something where eventually it did work because who's to say whether it was something that I did that worked it out, whether it was actually just something that worked out on its own, but just well, giving it time. Time is also, you know, it does heal a lot of wounds. And I think, you know, the other side of that, too, is that, like, sometimes we focus on it in the wrong way where we just magnify it. I think more often than not, that's all we do. We make it worse. We imagine it worse. We make it insurmountable. Sometimes you just have to let it go because then you can actually handle it. Then you make it small enough to deal with, you know, rather than like fixating on it. Sometimes it just takes time. Like you said, sometimes you have to turn your back on it for a while. And, you know, you deal with it later. It's just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't go thinking you got it all figured out and you're not going to have any more problems because that, poof. you always have problems. Yeah. None of us are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you keep trying and it gets better and it gets easier. That's the fact. Yeah, and then you die, and everybody forgets about everything about you. All your problems are just gone. Woo, gone. There's somebody yeah. else's. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Uh, there was, oh man, I wish I could remember. But basically, somebody was, uh, there was something along the lines of somebody was saying how they wanted to have like a problem-free life. They wanted to, you know, not feel anything, and it's like. You're basically asking for a dead person. You're asking to be dead. Like, that's not a possibility of living. As long as you experience, as long as you're alive, there's going to be problems. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be pain. And that's part of life. But that's okay. I think that's the other problem. We make it our fixation on a fictional life when we have no problems also makes us so resistant to actually experiencing any pain that we turn away from it. And it's always going to be there. So, you know. It's better to look at a way to strengthen us, something to overcome, something to make us stronger, to realize what we're capable of, all of those things. Flip the perspective on it, the interpretation helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we all struggle. Life is challenging for everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Existential Stoic Podcast. Uh, Check us out midweek for a quick fix. Listen wherever you get your podcast or watch us on youtube please like share subscribe it helps us out a lot and until then though later later danny